and you may please be seated. Just one, two minutes. You will leave this place blessed. You will leave this place blessed. Cast out foul spirit from him now. In the name of Jesus. That's why we come to church. That's why we are in church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Upon my Zion shall be deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, Bishop, you are welcome, sir. Please let's be on our feet and receive. Welcome, sir. Let's receive Bishop to bless us this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Please put us together. Yes. The Bishop is here. He should minister to us, Bishop, I think. You should come and minister to us this morning. No. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much this morning. We thank you for the joy of being in your presence. There's no better place than to be in your presence. We pray that your Holy Spirit will be with us. Guide us into all truth. Let your perfect will be done in our lives. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. And uh, tell your neighbor you are welcome to church. Wow, it's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, is anybody coming to church for the first time? Today's your first time. Wow. Oh, please put your hands together for them. God bless you. Somebody invited you. You are the right place at the right time. Amen. Amen. All right. So we want to turn our Bibles if we can. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. Let's read the word of God. I believe that God has a word for somebody. Amen. Mark chapter 5. And reading from verse 25. It says that in a certain woman which had an issue of blood, 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said 
If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou seest who touched me. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Amen. Tell somebody your faith has made you whole. Oh, say it like you mean it. Your faith has made you whole. Tell another person your faith has made you whole. And tell a third person your faith has made you whole. Amen. I believe that God in his wisdom gave us something that makes it possible for everybody to be a part of the blessing that he has for us. I want you to know that God has a great blessing for everybody. God loves us all and he has a great plan for us. Now how do we enter into this plan? How do we enter into the blessings that God has for you and I? The Bible says that it is by our faith. In fact, when you read the Bible in John chapter 3 and verse 16, is our brother with us? Oh, wow. (laughs) John chapter 3 verse 16. Somebody wake him up. Eh, He will not at all. Wow. Hello, sir. Okay. All right. I believe that God is going to touch him. Amen. Amen. Now, in John chapter 3, verse 16, some of us know it. Uh, If today is your first time, maybe you don't know it. But it's a verse that almost everybody knows. It says that, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. God's plan for you and I is that you will not perish. But that you will have everlasting life. Oh, can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Many people are perishing. Many people are dying. God's love is not just for a few people, but he loves everybody. And that is why today, if somebody came to call you to come to church, it's just for you to know that God loves you. And that is why he sent us to come and call you. God doesn't want you to stay in the sin that you are in. God doesn't want you to stay in the problems that you are in. God doesn't want you to perish. But he wants you to have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And so God sent his son Jesus to come and die for you and I. And the Bible says that he gave us something that everybody can do. Which is that, he said, whosoever believes in him. That is something that everybody can do. If it was... To say that 
whosoever can bring uh, 50,000 naira, then that person can have everlasting life. I'm sure many of us will say that, mm, that I'm not part of this. If he has said that whosoever can bring a car, then you will have everlasting life. And I'm sure that many of us will say, ah, 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 that one, I am not part of it. But he said, whosoever believes, whosoever believes, whosoever believes, everybody is capable of believing. Yeah. Do you know why I know that? It's because your whole life is all about believing. Even today when you came into the church, when you sat down, I don't think you asked yourself whether the chair can hold you or not. You didn't think about it. You just sat down because you believed that when you sit down, the chair can hold you. That is exercising your faith. And every one of us exercise our faith. When you wake up in the morning, you start walking. You don't think whether when I walk, whether I'll fall down or whatever. You just take a step and you move. That is faith. That is faith. You just breathe in and out. You don't think about it. Whether as I'm breathing in, I'm going to die. You just breathe in and out. And you are moving because you believe. So God knows that the, the thing that he can give to us that will make it possible for everybody to be able to be saved is that he will give us something that anyone can do, which is that you believe. I thought somebody would clap for Jesus. So, we see the story of this woman, which I just read. There was a woman who had an issue of blood. And the Bible says that she had had this thing for 12 years. Now, the first thing I want you to understand about this woman, which describes all of us, is that this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. And normally, a woman is supposed to bleed three, four, five days, and that's it. But this is an abnormal situation where a person is bleeding for 12 years. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to understand that without Jesus in your life, your life is not a normal life. You are actually bleeding to death. People are on the path to death. They are just about to die. This woman has bled for 12 years. She was just about to die. And many people without meeting Jesus are bleeding and they are dying. Dying slowly, dying slowly, moving on in life, thinking that everything is okay, but you are actually dying. It is only when you meet Jesus that you realize that, ah, I was dying. Because when he comes, he brings life. So when Jesus is not there, that means there's no life and there is death. Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11 and 12, it says that for this is the record. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. This life is not in any other person. It's in his son. He said, whosoever has the son has life. He said, if you don't have him, you don't have life. Period. So anybody without Jesus, you are actually dying. Which was the case of this woman. She was bleeding, bleeding profusely. Blood was flowing every day and she was dying slowly. Many of us don't know that we are dying. The things that we are doing is actually killing us. But we never know until we meet with Jesus. 
The next thing you need to understand is that this woman was also financially broke. Because she spent all her money. The Bible says that, verse 26, she has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was nothing bettered. Which is also another thing that you need to understand that there are many things that we are suffering from. We are suffering from many things without God, without salvation. We are suffering from many things until Jesus comes in. You suffer many things. And the Bible says that this woman has suffered many things. Whoever is on the screen, verse 26, has suffered many things, says that, but rather grew worse. I know that without Jesus, my life was going off. I was doing things and we tried things. Sometimes you try alcohol because you think that when I drink, it's going to make me better. But you see, the devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. He gives you something, but it's short-lived. So when you don't know, you will think that, wow, this is it. Because alcohol has a way of giving you a certain good feeling. Excitement. You know, you have this feeling. And you feel that, wow, this is great. But what you don't know is that, number one, it is short-lived. And number two, it is killing you. You are going to die. But you don't know. The thief, the Bible says that he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John 10.10. 10. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So the only thing the devil has for you is death. The only thing he has for you is to kill you. He wants to destroy you, destroy your life. You see a lady, she thinks that when I have boys, when I have men, that is it. And for a moment, it looks so because a man will pick you up, take you out, buy nice clothes for you and all that. But you are dying because this person is giving you all sorts of things. But I tell you, you are also receiving other things in addition. Yeah. Such a man who moves from a woman to woman is somebody carrying something deadly that can kill you. And before you realize, you are gone. You are dead. You may think that, oh, as I smoke, this is it. It looks good, but I tell you, the after. And it never satisfies. That's the thing. Why do you go for that which satisfies not? That's what the Lord says in Isaiah 55, verse 1. He said, oh, everyone that tested, come and buy of me. Come and enjoy something that will satisfy you. I'm talking about the thing that can only give you satisfaction. It's only Jesus. I said only Jesus. I said only Jesus. Jesus said to that woman at the well in John chapter 14, John chapter 4 and verse 14. He said, he said, whosoever, he said, drinks of this water, he said he will test again. He will test again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I will give, would never thirst again. I'm talking about something that when you have, you'll be satisfied forever. I'm talking about something that will give you joy everlasting. It is only found in Jesus Christ. You may drink of that water of alcohol. You may drink of that water of um, cigarettes. You may drink of that water of nightclub. We used to go to nightclubs. We go to the nightclub. We go, we booze. 
We dance all night long. We come home. We come and lie down. We wake up in the morning rather with headaches. And we're having all sorts of weakness in our body. And every time, it's like still there is something missing. Let me go for it. But what we don't know is that what is missing is Jesus Christ. It is not the alcohol. It's not the booze. It's not the nightclub. It is Jesus. So long as you don't have Jesus, you will never be satisfied. Oh, today may somebody find Jesus. Today may somebody have an encounter with Jesus. May Jesus come into your life and make your life whole. Otherwise, you will never be whole. You will never be whole. Tried many things. She tried many doctors. Many physicians. Verse 26 again. Many physicians. Many physicians means many things. We have tried. We have tried. I don't know about you, but I tried things. I tried this. I tried that. I tried alcohol. I tried girls. I tried this. I tried things. Thought that they would bring me joy, but they never brought me joy. Never. Until I found Jesus. That joy never went away. Up to today. That joy, the Bible says that it is in you like a well of living water. It is there every day. That is it. He said, with joy we shall draw from the wells of salvation. Isaiah chapter 12. Hallelujah. Verse 3. The third thing I want you to understand today is that the Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, she immediately had faith and she made a confession. Verse 27. Bible says that. Look at it right there. Verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus... She came in the press behind and touched his garment. Hallelujah. When she heard of Jesus, when she heard of Jesus, when you hear of Jesus, what do you do? Because there are many people that hear of Jesus, but they just brush it aside. Many people hear of Jesus, and for some of us, I don't think that this is the first time you are hearing about Jesus. You have heard about Jesus before, but when we hear, we brush it aside. So, oh, next time. Oh, next week. Oh, next time. But God, the Bible says that this woman, when she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind. She pressed her way and she went to touch his garment. Listen, we need to come from behind. And I see somebody coming from behind. Oh, you were behind. You were far behind. You were nobody. Nobody considered you. But because you have heard about Jesus, and because you believe you are going to come from behind, I see you overtaking everybody that has gone ahead of you, and I see you touching Jesus. Say, I believe it. You can come from behind. Many of us have come from behind. I can't believe that I'm standing here today preaching to you. But I was also behind. I was way back. I didn't know anything about God. I saw people going to church. And I looked at them. And I wondered, what was it about church? Why are they going? But today, I have come from behind. I have come to overtake people. And today, I'm standing in front. And I'm preaching to you this morning. May you also come from behind. And may you touch Jesus. Tell somebody, I see you coming from behind. Tell him, I see you touching Jesus. Amen. 
And the Bible says, she touched his garment. Verse 27, 28, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I shall be saved. I shall be turned around. My life will not be the same again. If I can touch him. What a confession. You see, anytime you hear something, it builds up a faith in you. And that faith, when you confess it, you receive what you confess. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. Bible says that Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, if you can put it on the screen for us, we're going to read a very beautiful scripture. It says that, what saith it? The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. It said that is the word of faith which we preach. As we are preaching, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching what the Bible calls the word of faith. Now, how can this word of faith be activated in your life? Verse 9, the Bible says it right there. It says that, that if you shall confess with your mouth, hallelujah, if you can confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You shall be made whole. So yes, I am speaking it to you, but it's also your duty to confess it with your mouth. It said, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So I'm believing it, yes. As I'm speaking to you, you are thinking, I'm thinking about it and believing it in your heart. But one of the ways by which it comes alive is when you speak it. Oh, today somebody's going to speak a word of faith. As you speak it, it will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. She said to herself, when she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, if I can also go forward. I remember the day I heard about Jesus. I said to myself, if I can also reach out to this man, if I can also get to this man, if I can also surrender my life to him, I know my life will not be the same again. And beloved, since I surrendered my life to him, my life has not been the same. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, express your faith. Oh, express your faith. Say, I shall be saved. Say, I shall be made whole. Say, my life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the Bible says that. Another thing we need to understand was that many people were touching Jesus. As he was moving. You know, in verse 29, if he can move forward. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up and she was healed of that plague. You know, verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing himself that Betty had gone out of him, turned him about and said, who touched my clothes? Peter, maybe let me just continue. Verse 31. Peter, one of his disciples said unto him, Thou seest a multitude throng in thee, and you say, who touched you? Now, what he was saying was that many people are moving around you, touching you. Many people are, how can you ask the question, who touched me? 
Because there is a touch and there is a touch. Oh. There are different touches. What touch is it that you are bringing to Jesus? Many people when they come to church, they are just coming to find out what is happening. That's why I call it a touch of curiosity. <laughs> what is going on? Because they are not here to receive something that will make them whole. They are actually here to see. Oh, is this one of those places? Let me find out. Are this, is this place a place where I can also get something? Is this place? That is how the mind works. And so we don't receive what God has for us. People come with a touch of lust. Because that's they are coming. They are coming to see whether there's a girl here that he can find so that he can also uh, move around with the girl. Do you know people go to churches looking for girls? Yes. Because somebody said that the church is the place where you find the most beautiful women in one square area. <laughs> so people come to the church to come and look. And sometimes you see silly women, silly vulnerable women who don't have faith, who don't know the word of God. They rather believe in such things and follow such people. But I tell you, such people don't come to receive anything. They are just coming with a touch of lust, a touch of curiosity, a touch of whatever. They are not here to receive. But this woman, she said, if I can touch him, I will be made whole. That is what made the difference between that woman and all other people. Listen, may you not live here the same. May you live here with a touch, a blessing, something that will change your life forever. I remember the day I gave my life to Christ, there were many other people with me. But it was just two of us who actually got up and we said that we will give our lives to Jesus Christ. Others were just watching. And I've been at programs and I've been at meetings where many people come with all sorts of things, a touch of this, a touch of that, a touch of this, but they are not there to receive, to be made whole. As the next person, do you want to be made whole? Ask them. I see some of you are not asking. Ask the person sitting by you. Do you want to be made whole? Or do you want your life to remain the same way? Hallelujah. I like what happened in verse 29. Bible says that, and straight away, verse 29, straight away, somebody says straight away. Today may you receive a straight away blessing. A straight away miracle. A straight away healing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. When you come with faith, you receive a straight away blessing. When you come with faith, you receive a straight away miracle. May God give you a straight away miracle. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Straight away, straight away, straight away. Listen, when God touches you, it's not about tomorrow, come tomorrow, whatever. It is a straight away touch. It's a straight away healing. It's a straight away miracle. When Jesus touched my life, my life was changed. Yeah. My life changed. My life changed. I became a brand new person. People who knew me said, what? Is it the same person? Straight away, I had changed. I said, no more. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not chasing girls anymore. I'm not doing all these things anymore. Straight away. Straight away. 
Listen, there is a power. The Bible says that she felt in her body. There is a power that can save you. In John 1, 12, the Bible says that as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He said, even to them that believed on his name. There is a power that is here today. There's a power to set you free. There's a power to make you give up those things that you were doing that was not bringing you joy. There is a power, but you need to receive him and you need to believe it. That power will begin to work in your life. Once you believe it and you confess it, that power is activated in your life. And that's it. Straight away, straight away it is over. This morning, I don't know who you are. But maybe somebody invited you. You were actually even now going to find something to eat. Or you were now beginning to, you had just come back from a nightclub. You are now coming to sleep a bit. And then we have come to call you. Or you just finished having some wild spree of alcohol and whatever. And we came to call you. It's because Jesus loves you. And he wants that power to be at work in your life. And today I see that power at work in somebody's life. If you believe it, can I hear your loudest? Amen. I believe it too. Oh, may that power touch somebody today. I feel a power flowing from Jesus and coming to somebody. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that. The woman fearing, verse 33, and trembling, knowing what was done in her, because when Jesus asked, who touched me? She came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, 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 your faith, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Son, your faith has made you whole. It is the belief you have, even in what I'm saying, is what is going to make you whole. It is not in anything. It's believing in the fact that when I also touch him, I can also be made whole. You will live here believing the story and believing this way that my faith has made me whole. God is looking out not for your dressing. God is looking out not for the shoes you are wearing. God is looking out not for anything about you, but he's just looking out for your faith. This morning, Jesus is here. He's looking at everybody and he's looking at your faith and based on your faith, a power is going to be released into your life. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but today open your heart and receive. Three things I want you to believe in and everybody when we die, the only thing that will matter is what you believed in. At the time of your death, nothing else will matter. No. It's not about anything that you have done and all that. It's only, the only thing that will matter when you are dying are the things you believed in. Because nothing can go with you when you die. In the grave, nothing will be there. Nothing will be there. One day our bishop, he said when his father died, they had a funeral. And at the funeral, somebody came to put a lot of money in the coffin. And he said that when he's going, he should use the money for transport. He should use the money for... He came quickly and took the money and put it in his pocket. 
He said he doesn't need the money. What, what, what is he going to use with this money? He, de- he doesn't need the money. The money we need it in this life. After here, there's no what you what you is going to go with you are the things you believed in. The things you believed in. The things you believed in. The question is, what do you believe in? Three things. Number one, Jesus came to die for you and I. Number two, Jesus shed his blood for you and I. And number three, Jesus rose up from the grave for you and I. These are the three things you need to believe in. Your life will be made whole. He died for you. Do you believe he died for you? Number two, he shed his blood when he was on the cross. As the blood came down. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. He shed his blood for you and I. But that was not the end. When he buried, he was buried. He didn't stay there. So that you and I can have hope. You and I can know that there's hope after this life. He rose up from the grave. And today he's no longer in the grave. All other religious leaders, they are still in their grave. But my Jesus is alive. This morning, can you believe that? Your faith will make you whole. Stand to your feet and let's close. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh our sins and griefs to bear. A privilege to carry Oh, everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear because we do not carry all because we do not carry oh everything to God in prayer all to Jesus I surrender and all to Jesus I surrender all to him I free somebody invited you to church it was not part of your plans but God had a plan for you 
even though you didn't have a plan for him. He has been waiting for you, waiting for this moment, that he may touch you with his power, that your life will be made whole. At this time, there are many things you are doing to make your life whole. But you know, deep down in your heart, that when you are alone, you ask yourself, what is this life about? Why is my life the way it is? Today I came to bring you the answer. The one you need in your life to make your life whole is Jesus Christ. And like that woman who had the issue of blood, who allowed Jesus into her life, today Jesus also wants to come into your life. This morning every head bowed, all eyes closed. If you also want to be made whole like this woman, if you also need Jesus, you know that your life is lacking something. You want to receive a straight away blessing and a straight away miracle in your life. You want to be among the people who will make it to heaven one day. Today, every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Let it go up. Don't be shy. Lift it up. Don't be shy. Please, don't be shy. Today, God is calling you. My brother, let it go up. Let it go up. Don't be shy. Let it go up. Today is a day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You know you need to lift up your hand. Your heart is beating as I'm speaking. And you are just delaying. But lift it up. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Today is your day. Today is your day. Tomorrow may be too late. God bless you. God bless you for lifting up your hand. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat wherever you are and come to me in front here. Come to me in front here. Come to me in front here. Oh, come all the way. Please clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. My brother, come. Come to Jesus. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I'm going to pray with these ones, but I don't want to close the door yet. Because even at the airport, before the plane takes off, they give people another chance. Listen, there's somebody there you needed to come. You were wondering whether you should do it. But now, the Lord is impressing on my heart. Actually, there are two people who need to move and come just now. Right now, I'm calling you again. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? Move out of your seat and come to me just now, quickly. Come quickly, let's pray. Come quickly, let's pray. Come quickly, let's pray. Jesus is giving you another chance. Jesus is giving you another chance. Jesus is giving you another chance. Don't wait till tomorrow. But tomorrow may be too late. God bless you, my brother. Clap for him as he comes. Clap for him as he comes. There's one more person. You should be here. One more person. Come quickly. We are waiting. The door is about to be closed. Don't wait till the door is closed. Come quickly, come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. We are waiting for you. Come and surrender your life to Jesus. Come and surrender your life to Jesus. I'm just counting to five. I believe that there's somebody out there who needs to come. One, come quickly. Jesus is calling you. Two, come, come. He's calling you. Come. Three, he's waiting on you. May you not wait till tomorrow. Four, come to him. Come to him. Five. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. And we thank you. Those of you in front here, I want you to lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. 
and let us pray this morning. I want you to repeat after me. Thank you, Lord. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, this morning, I thank you for coming to die on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. I admit that I am a sinner. I need you, Jesus, to make me whole. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Say, Satan, from today, I will no longer serve you. I belong to Jesus and I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together.